was Kershaw tipping pitches, CJ. How does the hitter see that and take advantage? Well, first and foremost, Chris, if it did happen, it always happens when the pitcher is in the stretch. Rarely can you pick up pitches when a guy is thrown from the windup, and that's what we saw in that seventh inning. been so long since we've talked i think it's three weeks now and by the time this episode comes out it'll probably be a little bit longer than that so long in fact that archie bradley a major league baseball player a very good major league baseball player literally shit his pants (laughs) in the time that we were gone we leave for three weeks and players are shitting their pants I love the uh, the cause and effect there that you made it sound like. Like, we haven't talked in so long that Archie Bradley shit his pants. Like, he was I waiting mean, for the he was waiting <laughs> for the next tipping pitches, and it, it didn't come. And he was like, uh, I guess I got nothing left to do. But if you search Archie Bradley on Google, and then you just go to the news tab, the first one is Diamondbacks Archie Bradley spins scoreless eighth inning. And then the second one... <laughs> <laughs> It's Archie Bradley reveals he pooped his pants during a game this season. Why? Why did he have to reveal that? He could have kept it to himself. <laughs> you know, who among us has not been in that kind of situation, though? You're at your workplace. You're having a stressful day. Maybe you had a burrito for lunch or something like that. And then all of a sudden, Archie you're Bradley like, should not you be know, having burritos for lunch. He's an MLB. You're pitcher. like. <laughs> you're about to send your article to your editor and then all of a sudden you're like ah crap (laughs) literally (laughs) oh my god his quote i'm just gonna read it all (laughs) yeah please please read the the transcript of what transpired i was warming up to go in a game i knew i had the next hitter i knew he was on deck the at bat was kind of taking a little bit as a bullpen guy in these big situations i call him nervous (laughs) peas we're like i don't have to pee a lot but I know I have to pee before I go in the game. I can't believe I'm telling you this. <laughs> he had a chance to stop himself. Okay, but then here's the next graph. So it's a 2-2 count, and I'm like, man, I have to pee. I have to go pee. So I run in our bathroom real quick. I'm ready to go. I'm trying to pee, and I actually shit my pants. <laughs> like, right before I'm about to go in the game, I pooped my pants. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know I'm a pitch away from going in the game. So I'm scrambling <laughs> to clean myself up. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! I I respect <laughs> him for just off by saying, Mike Fetter says, "Hey, you're in the game," so I'm jogging into the game to pitch with poop in my pants, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, painfully I'm, honest. I, yeah, man. You know that's that's what we've been talking about, right? Is baseball players just being more open and honest about their feelings and emotions? And occasional body malfunctions um, at, you know, whenever necessary, right? This is what's going to get people more engaged and interested in the game. I guess. (laughs) I guess, yeah. Young people can Uh, relate. Very, very young people. Babies, babies. They're going for that demographic. uh, Deadspin managed to uh, pinpoint... That apparently the it sounds like maybe the game was May fifth. Um, just they uh, putting together the the context of the outing that he pitched and the extended two two count before he went in, um, and the uh, the scoreless inning. Uh, sounds like May fifth is the culprit. I love that Deadspin launched like an investigation into this. 
Yeah, I think Fangraphs did a whole article um, dedicated to it as well. It's very Deadspin and not very a Fangraphs thing to do, but a very Deadspin thing to do. But you know what? Why why not? It's the it's the middle of July, and we know every team that's going to make the playoffs basically. So we might as well figure out when this major leaguer pooped himself. Yeah, we know every team that's going to make the playoffs because baseball is dead. Baseball's dying, (laughs) and it's dead. It's never coming back. So speaking of shitting your pants. That's what the A's did a couple nights ago. <laughs> Asked me to go on a rant about this. You know, I was kind of hoping that your transition out of this segment was going to be that I said, we pretty much know what all the, the playoff teams are at this point. And your transition would be like, well, except for the fact that we don't know whether or not the A's will make it into the playoffs because they're all of a sudden contenders. But no, you went for the A's shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they were playing, a. they're in the middle of a four game series against the Astros, which like is relatively big because they are trying to make up ground in the AL West. Um, and it would be a real statement for them to take, you know, at least split a series with them. They ended up taking three out of four, so I can't complain, but I can complain about the way that game two ended because, oh my God, most of you have probably seen this by now. But um, the A's had staged like a four-run comeback in the ninth, sent the game to extras, uh, and then it's the bottom of the 11th, and uh, the Astros are causing mischief, as they do, um, and they tie the game up. uh, Causing mischief. I love it. We should describe baseball things more in terms like this. Causing mischief. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, so they were causing mischief, and they tied the game back up after the A's had taken the lead. And uh, and so Alex Bregman's at the plate, and there are runners on, I think, first and second. And so Alex Bregman, Blake Trinan throws the ball, and Alex Bregman swings the bat. And the ball as goes, they both do. As they do on most days. And on most days, this might be a normal play, but the ball goes almost literally nowhere. It rolls about six feet in front of the plate it rolls foul and then rolls fair and so jonathan lucroy springs up and he picks up the ball with his bare hand as you're taught to do and he reaches out and tags the uh, tags alex bregman with the ball in his bare hand as you're not taught to do and he drops the ball and so he picks up and throws the ball the first place and of course it goes into right field and the astros walk off Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Two errors yeah. on two errors on one play. This was like I felt bad for Jonathan Lucroy because like I'm a fan, man. Big fan. But oh god, this was painful. What use two hands? Use two hands to tag him. What did they when do they ever tell you? Yes, reach out and tag him with your bare hand. It's very easy and there's no chance that you'll ever drop the ball. Why would you do that? Oh my god. This is a travesty. I described this as something that I would be mad if my little league team did. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a, a team that is making a push to the playoffs did it in a very important game against another team that they have to catch to make the playoffs. <laughs> Seriously. It, oh, God, yeah. I'm like at a loss for words still. You're bringing me back to this night. I have like PTSD. First of all, dumb play in the first place. The ball Rewatch rolled foul. Yeah, I was watching this live. So like roller coaster of emotions as the A's have been held scoreless for eight innings and then Wasn't come it like back really to, late. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, this happened at like 1 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> um, I, I, I wasn't gonna... see you. <laughs> I can see you getting so fucking mad. I was yelling. I was throwing couch cushions. <laughs> God, uh, your poor yeah, neighbors. I, yeah, honestly, my poor girlfriend. Frankly, <laughs> she was there. Um, <laughs> she was like, "Shut up." <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. It was, this was dumb. This was a dumb, dumb play. We'll put the video in the, in the description. Cause you just have to watch it if you haven't seen it, because frankly, it's a, it's an experience. It's a real roller coaster. Bregman is like kind of confused when he doesn't get tagged, you know, like he yeah. he tries to avoid it, but then when the ball drops, he's just kind of like, Oh, and then he takes off and then Lucroy just sails it into right field. <laughs> it's not anywhere near the first baseman. <laughs> no, it was bad. And uh, what this video doesn't show is that, on the previous play, there was a play at the plate where uh, Marcus Simeon got the ground ball and threw it to home to get the runner, and he had him shot, and Jonathan Lucroy just dropped the ball. So in a span of like seven minutes or something like that, uh, yes, I think you could say that Jonathan Lucroy shit the bed. Oh, boy, I'm sorry. But then again, at the same time, I don't feel that bad for you because at least your team is relevant. <laughs> Yeah, man, eleven games over five hundred. Uh, five games back of the Mariners. Damn, the A's are good. Hold on, just incoming from John Heyman. Phillies are said to be quote serious in their many pursuit, and are thought to be running ahead of the Yankees and maybe most others at this point. Also in Brewers, Dodgers, D-backs, and Indians. If you were right about this, I'm gonna be furious. <laughs> More furious than you were about that ace play. I am going to <laughs> yell and scream so loud that you hear me all the way from the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, I have no vested interest in the Orioles or Manny Machado or the Phillies, but I really want Manny Machado to get traded to the Phillies right now. It's really the only thing that would bring me any more joy. I will fly all the way back to New York just to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the this will be the biggest test on our friendship. Uh, I'm sure you saw, but uh, yesterday was a great day uh, for baseball, or at least for Mets fans, because uh, your boy Chase Utley's retiring. I thought you were going to go with my boy Noah Syndergaard came back, so I guess it was a good day on all fronts. Oh yeah, well that that's good too, and he looked a good. rare a rare good day for Mets fans these days. He looked very good, <laughs> but yeah, I did see Chase Utley retiring. Did you see Kike made a joke that Chase was retiring to spend more time taking care of him because he became his like surrogate father or something like that? <laughs> there was a photo being passed around of Kike and Utley with like a face with Chase Utley's face on Kike Hernandez's shirt. <laughs> I was like, this is okay. This is the only good instance of Chase Utley. Yeah, Chase Utley, good riddance. Adios. <laughs> he's retiring. What at the end of the year though? I think he's playing out the rest of the year. He's not doing one of those A-Rod situations where he's moving to the front office. He's like, I mean, he's not good anymore, but he's still getting hit by pitches, and that's pretty good to have coming off the bench. Yeah, it's not bad. If you have a wild if you have a wild pitcher in the game, you can just bring in Chase Utley to get beaned. <laughs> he's a real pinch hitter, I guess. Pinch um, hit, hit by pitcher. I'm going to let you keep going. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Yeah, go for it. Speaking of Kike, speaking of the Dodgers, I haven't been to Dodger Stadium yet because they're playing, they were away last weekend and they're playing the Angels this weekend, so tickets are crazy. But 
I did see being passed around on Twitter and on Instagram. Kike is, I guess he got engaged a year ago. And so he was posting about how like one year has passed. So he was posting the photos again. And God, they are perfect. We have to link to them. I, I hope that everyone listening has seen them. But it's just like he's wearing tight overall shorts with like a white t-shirt underneath. And the sleeves are like cuffed. And he's wearing like white socks and his, <laughs> and they're making like funny faces in all of them. And they're like, they're like in a park. Yeah. They're like in a children's park. <laughs> there's one where he's like leapfrogging her. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another one where he's like standing in the front of the frame and she's standing in the back and it's making her look like she's like a little miniature figure. It's, it's really good stuff. It's truly art. It's very, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed that no one has showed them to me at this point in my life. Like people have failed us. Uh, yeah. My mom texted me and, uh, and apologized for not sharing them earlier because I, apparently she knew about it before either of us. Yeah. Well, your mom is up on the Dodgers and probably yeah. up on all things baseball. She probably knows more about baseball than us. <laughs> I know. Why isn't she running this podcast? <laughs> your mom just comes in for a quick spot to give us that straight knowledge. <laughs> uh yeah if, if kike hernandez is not your favorite player in baseball at this point i don't know what you're doing like the only other the only other possible answer is francisco lindor and that's it i will accept no other answers when i went to go see the royals they're playing the indians and every time lindor came up to the plate i was like quietly cheering so i don't want to cheer too loud because the royals fans are crazy my dude <laughs> they are insane they have nothing else except royals baseball and chiefs football yeah, and that's rough. In the year 2018. They got their World Series, though. Yeah, you should have rolled up in your Mets hat. I really thought about it. I I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even that I got scared. Like, I didn't think, like, a Royals fan was going to beat me up or something like that. But I just didn't want to deal with the, like, oh, remember 2015? How's Matt Harvey yeah. doing? Which, for the record, he's doing really well right now. Is he really? Yeah, he's posted like a 2.3 ERA in like his last six starts or something. His velocity's back up. I like how the New York Post is still writing about him. <laughs> they really? Yeah, I searched Matt Harvey. Top stories. Matt Harvey racks up another win as deadline approaches at New York Post 13 oh hours ago. They, they will never... It's like, you know, it's like that X that like you keep checking their Instagram and you want to let go, but it's going to take a couple years before you can finally <laughs> just let it go. They need a new Matt Harvey. How long? Oh, yeah. There it is. He just won his fourth successive decision and is 4-1 and one with a 2.38 ERA over his last six starts. A 3.64 ERA as a Cincinnati Red. He's still not striking people out. I think he's going to, I mean, he's going to get, he's going to get traded again, I think, is the scuttlebutt. I think he probably hopes that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think he's having very much fun in Cincinnati. I don't think anyone is ever having any very much fun in Cincinnati. Cincinnati gets a bad rap. It's kind of a cool city. I drove through there yeah. on the way out here. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. All right, so you uh, so you had a drive uh, across the country. You trekked to California. Yeah, and... we should say the reason that we haven't talked in three weeks is because I did that. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Um, so you've been getting settled in LA, and you know you're doing some cool stuff out there. Whatever, you have a cool job. Yeah, that's all fun and nice. But the important stuff was the baseball that you saw along the way, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, every time everyone who's asked me about like at my new job, everyone who's asked me like where I'm from and stuff, and they asked me if I drove out here, and I'm like, yeah. And they were like, 
how's the drive? What'd you do? Did you do stops? And I'm like, well, you know, I stopped in Kansas City to see a Royals game. I stopped in Denver to see a Rockies <laughs> game. And they're like, oh, I see where your priorities lie. <laughs> <laughs> they're not bad priorities. No, they're not. So which one was better, first of all? Which one gave you the, the better experience? Um, That's a tough question. I don't know if it's that binary. But I think the better experience in this specific instance was the Rockies game, probably. Because the Rockies, I mean, they're a little better. I know they're not like in playoff contention or anything like that. But they were playing the Giants, and so there was like a little bit of a rivalry there. I don't think the Royals are good enough to really care about having a rivalry with the Indians right now. The Indians are just better. <laughs> like, extremely better. And yeah. they showed it. The Indians, was it was fun to see the Indians. And the Royals Park is very beautiful. It's inset into the ground a little bit in the way that like when you're sitting in the stands and you look out to the outfield there's like a big hill that like leads up to a major freeway but then like beyond that freeway there's like a really pretty view of like the skyline the sunset i guess like planes i don't really know what you would classify (laughs) (laughs) it's missouri it was really pretty though because it's like a very open outfield you know what i mean right there's not like a lot there's like a big scoreboard, but then the rest of it, it's like you can you have like a nice view of the outfield and like the skyline in that way. Whereas a lot, I feel like a lot of ballparks are very cluttered, or at least a lot of ballparks that I've been to are very cluttered because you know, like going to a game in New York, it's just like a building or like a subway or like JFK, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. like you know, like planes flying in. Yeah, and and not to mention not to mention that like a lot of the stadiums are built up so that you can't really see out anyway. Like yeah. the like the Coliseum is like that. You know, I was having a conversation with someone on Twitter the other day about that, about how the Coliseum would be so much better if you just tore down the majority of the stuff that was in center field and let you actually see like Oakland instead of these monstrosity seats that no one ever uses anyway. Yeah, why don't um, they do that? I don't understand. I, I guess because it was built for football, right? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. No, looking at some looking at photos of Kauffman Field, it's kind of nice. You have like the rolling uh, hills in the background. That's what I meant, man. I told you the planes. Yeah. You laughed, but it's pretty. <laughs> oh, when you said planes, I thought you meant like room airplanes. <laughs> I was like, I guess if no, you want to no. look up and see an airplane flying overhead, planes like P L A I N S. My guy, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. I was so tired when we were at the game, and so like probably by like the fifth inning i was like who's batting what team is this (laughs) who's good on this team but i had like pretty good barbecue at the game which is cool because like kansas city it was like 105 degrees at like first pitch which was insane i was like right in the middle of that heat wave i followed the heat wave all the way from philadelphia to california and it stayed with me for the first like (laughs) week that i've been in california it just stuck it was like I was driving through parts of the desert. And it was like one. It said like one seventeen on that little temperature gauge on my car. In that little Yeesh. temperature gauge on my car, and it was not fun. <laughs> when you were, I was. We were texting like a couple weeks ago when it was really hot, and I was like, "Yeah, man, it's hot out here." And you were like, "Yeah, man, I'm dying in LA." And part of me was like, "All right, you've been there a couple days. It's like ninety five, yeah." Um, and then I went and checked the weather, and I was like. Oh, it's 107 there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm dying on behalf of you. Yeah, I wasn't playing around, man. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't being dramatic. It was serious. <laughs> but yeah, so Kansas City was really cool. I was really tired and like our hotel was like 20 minutes from the park. So it was like not 
as downtown centrally located. And then we did a Rockies game the next day, which was a lot <laughs> because we had to leave pretty early to make sure we were going to make it to Denver in time for the game. Because uh, even though we had like the time change, I think the Rockies started like 6 p.m. as opposed to 7 p.m. like usual right. teams. And so the Rockies Park is really cool. And downtown Denver is, I think, very cool. I just drove around it like before and after the game. So I don't really have a sense for what the people are like really or like when you go in to a place what it's really like but the it's one of those like quintessential downtown ballparks the lines to get in i'll say this is a very specific review of the park but (laughs) the lines to get in were insane we got there like 20 minutes before the game started and we didn't even make it into like top of the second jesus christ (laughs) i'm like the lines were like wrapping around the block and there was really only like one or two ways that you could get i don't know maybe i'm just a hashtag noob and i didn't know where i should be entering maybe i should have been going into a different entrance but still you know we what we should start doing is like before either of us ever goes to a new ballpark we have a following of 1600 people on twitter and i'm assuming we have at least a few people from each fan base we should just like reach out and just be like hey we're going to angels stadium uh this weekend what do we need to know like tap into our fan base, man. That's an excellent idea. And I could have done that with Austin, who's been on the program, who was at the <laughs> same game that I was at, who I met in person for the first time afterwards, but I just didn't. He was like, I texted him and I was like, yeah, we're in line. I'll let you know when we're in. And he was like, yeah, lines are crazy, dude. <laughs> I was like, all right, I probably should have asked you about this earlier. But <laughs> but the Rockies fans, I thought were really fun. The Royals fans were diehard and like they're fanatical. But the Rockies fans they really enjoy this team. Like, even though they're not as good as they were last year record-wise, they love Arenado. They love Charlie Blackman. Oh, my God. They do this thing where he walks up to your love by the outfield. And you know where it's like, it has that little riff down into the, like, tonight? Tonight. That part? Yeah, yeah. There's like a little pause right as he's walking up and they shut the music off right at that little riff and (laughs) the entire crowd sings it instead of them playing it. I I need you. I need you to sing it for me right now on the podcast. (laughs) Just 20 seconds. Just belt your love by the outfield. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to. I will edit it in, (laughs) but I will not sing it. But I think that's really fun. I think there are probably some people like baseball traditionalists who would be like, all right, guys, why are you doing this? But I personally think that it's a really fun idea and keeps the crowd involved. Yeah. Um, and then their rendition of like Sweet Caroline or something. Ha. Call them <laughs> out, roast them. Their rendition of Take Me Out to the Ball Game was very good. Very good. Really? I know that that's like not something that you would really think about could be better at one place than another, but they were going all out, man. They were like drunk at a karaoke going all out. <laughs> <laughs> People were like yelling it. And when it's like root, root, root for the home team, they were like root, root, root. And then everyone screamed for the Rockies. Like, I was like, damn, you guys like your team too much. <laughs> I love it, man. I think it's the uh, it's the thin air up there. You know, you get a little lightheaded. You get a couple beers in you. It, uh, I guess it gets into your bloodstream quicker. I don't know, man. You just like, you start feeling it by the third inning. You're rocking and rolling. I like it. I respect it. Yeah. They served me the largest hot dog I'd ever seen in my life. It was like foot long. 
That is incredible because those jumbo, massive, huge hot dogs that they gouge you for, for like 12 bucks, usually end up being like, you know, six inches. And I'm like, all right, bro. Yeah. I got a, it's it's just like a Rockies dog or whatever. It yeah. was like six bucks and it was massive. It was like comically <laughs> large. I could barely carry it back to the seats. <laughs> and of course, they're like, they're Coors Field. So they have Coors beer like every five feet. You can't go anywhere without running into like a Coors distributor naturally yeah so i i bought in i I got myself a course (laughs) i think that i think that every stadium should have something like that that reflects uh that reflects something about the the name of their ballpark you know so like uh at city field you can sign up for your uh city card every uh five feet and at wrigley um they're just handing out packs of gum as you walk (laughs) in you know yeah like I think it, that'd be a fun gimmick. At City Field, you can rip off poor people and crush the proletariat. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> so I haven't been to any games out here since I've gotten to LA. I probably will go to Angel Stadium before I go to Dodger Stadium because the Dodgers are going on a long road trip and they're expensive. They're here this weekend, but they're expensive if you don't buy them in advance. So, And something is telling Sad. me that the Angels not quite as expensive. Yeah. You're going to get to see Trout, though. That's exciting. I know. I'm going to get to see him on a semi-regular basis. Scout Otani for me. All right. Go watch batting practice. See if he actually hits 500-foot bombs. I will. I will do that. <laughs> LA's been cool since I got out here. No baseball yet because I got out here Friday and started working on a Monday. And I had to recover from a cross-country road trip. <laughs> That's reasonable. All right. Enough about my road trip. When we come back, we're just going to do some updates about i guess the all-star weekend we'll see (laughs) all right let's talk all-star game let's talk major league baseball let's talk how it's not fun what do you think about the all-star game uh the all-star game is not that interesting frankly it's i guess interesting in that like I get to, I'm going to watch players that I don't normally watch. Like I don't watch many angels games. I don't watch many nationals games. Like I'll get to see players, but it's not like it means anything, right? Like they stripped the meaning of the all-star game from any correlation to the world series to world series, like home field advantage. So are you someone that supports the all-star game meaning something though? Cause that's also kind of dumb. I, I mean, I'm, I think it makes it at least slightly more interesting. There are no Let's stakes Let's have it now, out, man. You know? Let's have a DH argument about the All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would like it to mean something. Like the, like the NBA All-Star game is equally dumb because no one plays defense because no one cares who wins, right? And so the game ends up being 170 to 150 or whatever. Um, yeah, it's our first stab at the NBA ever. <laughs> um the obviously the the flip side of that is they make all-star game weekend interest or all-star weekend interesting because they have all the celebrities that are there and like the celebrity basketball game and um the dunk contest is interesting i guess i don't know it feels like more of a spectacle like no one watches the all-star game if you're not a baseball fan um yeah and i would wager that even Oh, some baseball fans don't really care. So do you think like a solution for that is just including all of the fun players regardless of performance? Because like, okay, so there was a Bob Nightingale article, our man, USA Today, MLB All-Star Game. Yes, Bryce Harper deserves to be there because it's all about enjoyment. 
And then he was talking about how the All-Star game doesn't count for anything anymore and how for that reason we should just put the players that fans like. Uh God, I really don't want to agree with Bob Nightingale. Do it. But yeah, like, see that? I put you in between a rock and a hard place. Right <laughs> I kind of don't disagree, right? Like I I want to see Bryce Harper at an All-Star game. There was, you know, we you obviously have a vested interest in this because Brandon Nimmo was a candidate to I mean, he has played better than Bryce Harper over the course of the season. But in the long haul, I think that Bryce Harper is a better player than Brandon Nimmo. How so dare like, who you? would I rather see? How dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry if that's blasphemous, but like I want to see the if I want to see anything, like if the if we're gonna make the all-star game fun, I want to see the players who make the game fun. And like Bryce Harper, regardless of the season he's having, is like a fun player. Like it's not like like most of these guys are gonna go one for four anyway, yeah. or like over three with a walk, right? So yeah, like because they're facing really good pitchers. Yeah, ex- exactly. So I want the players, I guess, who have the most um, outgoing personality or who will actually um, do something interesting. I don't know, man. What are your thoughts on it? I just think it's hard. It's hard to fix the MLB All Star Game because I don't want to say fix because there's not in theory there's not really anything wrong with it other than that. Baseball is a slow sport, which is fine. That's not a critique. I'll, often people use that as a critique, and I'm not using that as a critique because I love baseball. But baseball is a slow sport that is prone to only being cared about when you care about the team. And these aren't teams. They're like Frankenstein teams that get assembled in a slightly different way every year. And so I don't know if there is a way to like... The NBA All-Star Game, I think, is fun at times because it has like a pick up basketball vibe like the fourth quarter of last year's nba all-star game was really fun because people started trying the score got kind of close and i was seeing players play with people that they probably never will play with ever again you might see a second base shortstop combo turn a double play that you wouldn't see but that's so rare like that might happen once in a game like i i might see see lebron throw a alley-oop to anthony davis in the nba all-star game and that's just exponentially more fun because there's more teamwork that goes into that game and so at the end of the day like you're still just watching a baseball game and if you don't care as much about the players or who wins why do you care unless you're a crazy baseball fan yeah it's just like inherently biased against baseball because like you're not going to watch one game that you're not vested that you don't have a vested interest in especially like if you're one of your players isn't featured prominently you know, Blake Trinan is the A's representative and Judd Lowry made it in as an injury backup. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll watch the seventh inning of the all-star game to see if <laughs> Trinan faces a couple bad. Like, I don't care. Um, yeah. I'll watch it when Jake pitches. I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch the whole thing, but I will watch it intently. Right. Frankly, I mean, I'll probably have it on. I'm not going to be watching it very closely. I'll probably be making dinner while I'm doing, you know, like um, the home run derby is a way more, interesting challenge than like yeah. the, the all-star game. I don't know. I'm excited that Sean Doolittle made it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because he follows us on Twitter. Just going to keep throwing that in whenever I can. <laughs> um, what they, yeah, no, what they should do is like, just add one element to the game of baseball that changes things 
entirely. And so everyone is just like thrown off the playing field. You know, before we went on the air, you were like, add obstacles. And I'm like, yes, just like let loose a handful of dogs on the field who are just kind of running around. Or you let loose a bunch of- Dangerous for the dogs. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, You let (laughs) loose a bunch of dogs, but make the baseball a, um, a dog treat. And so they're all just chasing the ball, just absolute, and it's just absolute anarchy. And you don't want to like kick a corgi uh, as you're rounding third on the way to home, right? Like I would watch the shit out of that man. I would too, but I don't think very many other people would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, are there skills competitions you would want to see? Like baseball skills competitions are boring. It's like here's this hand-eye coordination drill. Yeah. <laughs> What's the speed that you're throwing from shortstop to first base? That's like what baseball. <laughs> Let's watch Mike Mike Trout do T work. <laughs> I mean, I, the fucked up thing is, I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how you fix it. I don't know. I don't know if it really needs to be fixed. It's more of an honorary thing, I think, and that's probably fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you yeah. get 162 other baseball games that actually matter to watch. I think the home run derby is great. Yeah, the home run derby is fun. You know what? I, here, here's what I'll say. I'll reprise my the the home run derby suggestion that we had, I guess, last episode four weeks ago to the All Star game. In that one team is full of real actual baseball players, and the other team is full of retired baseball players, and they just go at it, man. The retired baseball players are going to get demolished because I do not think Randy Johnson can still throw ninety seven. Uh, but you know, just throw them out there for an inning and let. And oh, you want to do this for the whole team? Oh, the whole team, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to see. I want to see like an eighty-five-year-old Willie Mays rolling his wheelchair back in the outfield to make the catch. <laughs> what do you think about the idea of like drafting teams, like they do in NBA now? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, the fan votes entirely dumb because fans don't know what the hell they're talking about yeah. at all times ever. So, like, if you had two captains. Who had who were the leading vote getters in each division, like the way that they do in the way that they did it in NBA last year with like Steph and LeBron, Altuve versus Freeman. They go go pick by pick. Is that interesting to you? Do you care? Do the players even care? Does Freddie Freeman know the difference between Blake Trinan and Sean Doolittle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like I almost feel like baseball players have less of an awareness of what's going on around the rest of the league. Like if there are pop-up guys who are hitting, you know, like Jesus Aguilar is hitting 300 with 25 home runs. Yeah. Do (laughs) I think that, uh, do I think that Freddie Freeman has any idea that that's happening? I mean, maybe he does probably not. No. And so I don't think that that really fixes anything. But what you could do is just change the all-star game entirely. It's not even stars anymore. Let's just go with like, go with your gut. Like, who do you want to just like play with? Like, yeah. I want Jose Altuve um, Javi picking Baez. Elvis Andrus. Yeah. Or Javi Baez. Just random, random players. I don't even care if they're good or not. Like, give me, I can't think. Give me Billy Hamilton in the all-star game. Like, why the hell not? Did you see that catch you made? I was just about to say that. That was insane. Give me that in the All-Star game. Give me him using his speed to rob a home run that just keeps carrying. I maintain that the home run robbing competition would be entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) I would be into that. And also the racing around the bases thing. (laughs) I want to see like, I want to see baseball players do that funny, like, you know how they often make fans like run in from the outfield, grab a base and run back. 
I want to see yeah. professional play- baseball players have to do that. Yeah, like like professional baseball players doing all of the between inning activities they do at like minor league games. Yeah, I don't know. This is your preview podcast in that it's boring and uh, you probably shouldn't watch it. Luckily, we don't work for MLB PR. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. Only shooting stars break the mold. It's a cool place. So, let me just say that I would not want to spend a single minute in the Cardinals locker room because, oh my God, that seems like an awful place to be ever. We've had conversations in the last week uh, on Twitter about toxic masculinity uh, in baseball, as we do. And so we are, uh, we're bringing back our beat uh, of talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. And this, is, this in particular story is spurred by a piece in The Athletic by Mark Saxon, um, from a couple of days ago. And it's about Bud Norris and Jordan Hicks and Mike Matheny and the fucked up Cardinals, man. Um, apparently, Bud Norris has taken it upon himself to really just get up the ass of rookie reliever Jordan Hicks, who throws like 97 and is really good. Um, 97, try like but, 101. He's the guy who hit 105 earlier in the year. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And so, but you know, Bud Norris is just an old stu- old school guy, and so he's just riding the hell out of Jordan Hicks and like being on him if he's ever like late or something like that, um, calling him out um, on like really like tiny details, you know, uh, on the stuff that apparently quote unquote a visitor might not notice, but other players do. So really, to sum it up, he's just kind of being a dick and Pretty red ass Mike Matheny. Yeah, a red ass, yeah. And Mike Matheny is super chill with all of this because Saxon asked him uh, if Hicks will ever appreciate this. And uh, Mike Matheny chuckles and goes, probably not, but Bud's going to continue to do what he thinks is right as a veteran, so you respect that. My response is, yeah? You you just respect it? (laughs) If Bud Norris is like, hey, I'm going to punch this dude in the face, uh, because he was an hour late to practice. Mike Matheny's response is, hey, man, he's just doing what he thinks is right. I, I'm not going to get in his way of the uh, of the player relations going on here. To that I say, I mean, sure. I guess Mike Matheny's <laughs> right, man. That's why the Cardinals are so good, and Mike Matheny has been such a great manager this whole time. That's why they've never had any issues. Yeah, Mike Matheny goes on to say, I think the game, this is pristine Mike Matheny quote. I mean, who else, right? He goes, I think the game has progressively gotten a little softer. Man, it had some teeth not not that long ago. Ugh. Fuck that. Yeah? Fuck that guy. Really? Fire Mike Matheny into the fucking sun. Absolutely. And to his credit, Saxon also asked Hicks uh, what he thought about it. If it will one day pay dividends in his career. And Hicks goes, I have no idea, no comment. So clearly he doesn't like this. It's not some teammate ribbing where he's like, yeah, you know, Norris is kind of a, is kind of a hard ass sometimes, but you know, he keeps me on that grind or whatever. Hicks is clearly like, yeah, this guy fucking sucks, but I just got to suck it up because I'm a rookie. Like, why is baseball like this? I just don't get like, I don't get the idea of alienating your rookies for some like shitty 
veteran, but Norris sucks. <laughs> I know. Like, not to mention, like, we can't we cannot ignore the racial aspect of this either, where yeah. Hicks is black and Norris and Matheny are white, right? And just being like, oh yeah, well he's just you know riding him to like make him better. He's it's just like, sticking why, with tradition. Why aren't you? Yeah, it's like, oh come on, man. I don't understand why older veteran baseball players feel then i guess psychologically i sort of understand it like seeing the clubhouse slip out of their grasp but like i don't perceive young players to be the especially young players now who have gone through the rigorous training that they've gone through who have from a very young age been schooled in how to play baseball and how to be professional we've talked a lot on this podcast and plenty of people have talked a lot about how athletes now are a lot more polished especially in the media um in terms of just like the process of being professionals because they knew that it was this was like an opportunity that they might have their entire lives and i just don't see why in 2018 we still need to have the locker room police for young people i don't think young people rookies um second year players people between the age of 19 and 24 are coming into the locker room and like getting ready to destroy it you know what i mean like they're not having like hookers brought into the locker room and going crazy and doing drugs in the locker room i don't perceive that to be a thing that is happening in the media landscape that we live in and so i don't see any other reason for this from bud norris other than that he is a very insecure middle-aged white man who sees the game slipping past him because he's not very good anymore and he sees jordan hicks who is much 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 better than him and much more interesting than him and has had much more coverage in the media. And he's like, I want to exert my toxic masculinity on this guy in any way that I still can while I have a manager who is going to appease this behavior. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And yeah, Matheny abets this whole thing and has, uh, and like has Norris or just has his like, you know, quote unquote veteran players um, give him updates on like when a player's out of line or something like that. So Matheny has these guys just be his little snitches. And then Matheny, I guess, uses that to find players if he wants to. I mean, it's the, oh my God, it's just top to bottom. This is the most Cardinal story ever. And it's also like, in what world is Bud Norris the guy who's the enforcer in the locker room? In a locker room where Yadier Molina's in there. One of the like one of the most iconic leader figures that a team and a franchise has ever had paired. Bud Norris like has half a season of being a decent closer because the Cardinals have literally no one else. And he's like, Well, I'm just the fucking shit now, I guess. I get to tell everyone to do what I want because I'm basically Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck I don't know. I fuck Bud Norris and anyone who's snitching. Yeah, honestly, um, this was like a there was a there was a story that came out literally last week that was that featured uh, Cardinals GM John Moziliak basically just shit talking Dexter Fowler because Dexter Fowler's he just signed a big contract with the Cardinals like last year and now he's not very good and Moziliak came out and was basically like yeah man people are like telling me like are questioning his effort and his energy and like i can't defend him on that and it's like no that's literally your job is to defend your player because he's your player and you employ him yeah and uh, i don't know what an what an awful toxic organization man yeah everything we say about the cardinals is for a reason yep pretty much it's all true like just when you think maybe they've turned a new leaf uh nope they revert back to the old standards of 
Uh, racism and dickishness. Cardinals baseball. Racism and dickishness. That sums it up. All right, let's take another quick break, come back, and talk about our man, the hero, the MVP of the minor league baseball season. headline hit me with it tmz sports tim tebow's mom tim's ready for the majors and we're so proud <laughs> noted i like that Major i like that slight imitation of his mom yeah are you like that i'm a voice actor now tim's ready for the majors man okay they found her at lax this video of her is just like in the terminal she's just standing next to the cars <laughs> I'll play some of the audio probably in the podcast or we'll put the link in the description. But she says, we're partial, so we would vote him to go up to the majors. But it's not up to us. You're right, Mrs. Tebow. (laughs) It's not up to you, but it should be. Timmy never had any bitterness. He had such a great attitude because he believed it was God's plan for him. God's plan, shout out. And then we just all supported him because he still had a competitive drive. And he just still wanted to play baseball. So baseball was second. So why not try it? Honestly, she is not wrong. Tim is ready for the majors, man. We talked about how we can make the All-Star game more interesting. Have Tim freaking Tebow. If Tim Tebow was starting in center field uh, come, uh, whatever, Tuesday, I would watch the hell out of that. I've never agreed more with you on anything. I was debating whether to say more or less, but I think I fell on the more side. I'm with you. Um. Yeah, he not only was he featured in the minor league All Star game this past week, but he doubled in it, man. So yeah, he went one for four. Yeah, he cemented himself in uh, Mets lore at this point. And frankly, all that he really needs is to get called up to the majors. He's not that far off. We say this every time, so I'm not. We're not going to have this conversation again. But we just wanted to keep you updated. Mrs. Tebow thinks Tim's ready, and we think that she is an unbiased observer of the situation who has definite MLB scout credentials. You know, we've been, we're, we've been on the same page with her from day one, man. We're actually in cahoots with her. We should have her on um, to get her scouting opinion of her beloved son. They gonna tell the story shit was different with me. God's plan. God's plan. I hold back sometimes I won't. Yeah. I feel good sometimes I don't. Hey. All right, let's wrap it up. You got anything else to say to the people? Enjoy the All-Star game, if that's a thing that can happen. Um, <laughs> hit us with your suggestions to, to make the game better. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we've been gone for a little while. We hopefully we hope to not be gone this long again. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get back on a regular schedule, is the hope. See you all soon. See you next week. Bad things. It's a lot of bad things that they wish and 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 on me. Yeah. Hey, hey. She say, Do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed. It's not like it means anything, right? Like they stripped the meaning of the All Star game from any correlation to the World Series, to World Series like home field advantage. Whoa. It was an airplane? Did an airplane just fly through your apartment? 
That was that was so loud. What the fuck, that was man? Insanely loud. God's plan. God's plan. I can't do this on my own. Hey, no. Hey. Someone watching this shit close. Yeah.